Hey guys, welcome to Christ Curls and Conversations. We are on with Chris today, all the way out in Dallas, Texas. I'm really excited to have you on because I heard a lot of your testimony and your story in my inbox on Instagram, and I was just like, wow, that is incredible. A lot of other people need to hear about what what you experienced all in your life. Um, so if you just want to dive into it, how did pornography first come about in your life? And when did you realize that it was damaging? Well, um, you know, pornography, I will say the first time I was exposed to pornography, I would have been 11 years old. And my cousin had a Hustler magazine. Now, of course, you being, being a young boy or about around a teenage year, to a young boy, a teenage boy, a naked woman is the greatest thing ever. So, right. of course, curiosity, it, it got into me. And I looked at it, you know, and, and I really liked I was thrilled. But, you know, it, I wasn't really addicted or, or anything like that. That was just the first time I had been exposed. But now, you know, um, around, I'll say, 18 years old, when my dad had finally got high-speed internet <laughs> is when I, uh, you know, I started to watch pornography and at first I started maybe watching it an hour or two a day and I would masturbate maybe once a day twice a day I, maybe in the total week I might watch it 10 hours 12 hours a week and that's about it and, and you know I was definitely uh, you know uh being excited about what I was seeing mm -hmm. I was um I started watching like maybe a man and a woman and, you know, started off slow, nothing major. And then, you know, I started slowly seeing myself going into harder materials, gangbangs, crazy fetishes, threesomes. Um, I started watching it 30, 40, 50 hours a week, finding myself masturbating like religiously to the point I was sexually hurting myself. Um, I started being very affected by it in my normal life. Like I, I started by, you know, watching the things started becoming um, the sanitized or growing tolerance, watching outrage, like stuff that at first grossed me out. I, I didn't want to watch that. You know, now I started becoming aroused by it. Like I, I didn't, I don't want to watch uh, women being raped or grabbed. So now I'm all of a sudden watching and being thrilled by it. And, and it, it started giving me very wrong impressions and interpretations about women mm -hmm. that I would actually go and say things to girls in real life or try to do things to girls in real life that I was watching in porn because one negative effect that porn had on my life was putting me so far in isolation well isolation creates mental illness mm -hmm. and, and what happens when you're isolated so long and you you've lost touch with the outside world you're unable to to understand reality from from fantasy and, and me going and uh and watching so much porn when i would approach girls and stuff i would like creep them out freak them out it, it just it, and i didn't even understand because uh, over time I, my mind had been programmed rewired into believing these things were normal and appropriate and this was our society now and our girls are for this and and no they were they were not and, and I, I really want people to understand that because mm -hmm. I, I've also known others that have tried to do it in real life too and that's become a problem and, and you know and, and it didn't affect just affects like relationship wise because like my whole high school year uh, or my senior year was like a million porn films and no girlfriends. Wow. And I, I went for years without having a partner or no girlfriend because, uh, you know, um, I did get hurt and damaged a lot by girls when I was in high school, which me being, you know, hurt by a couple girls, breaking your heart and going through things, that also led me to just watching porn because porn was so easy to access with high-speed internet. With a couple of clicks, you could be watching thousands of porn movies. You can have all your self-satisfaction right here. And it, it really made me um, lose even interest from wanting to be with a partner. And, and sex became just this really nasty, filthy thing for me. I lost all the beauty and respect for it. And in something you was watching all the porn that I would watch, 
that I become a, a really addicted to the vulgar languages. Like mm -hmm. the more nasty and perverted talking, the more nasty and perverted talking I wanted to see. Like I, I was just like, you know, I, I would have my little masturbation sessions and then after I was done, I would be feel guilt and, and shame. It's like, man, I, I just could not stop. And, and, I, and it just affects my relationships with my job life. Like I didn't even have a career. I went like five years without a job, having no motivation to want to get out and work or have a career or do anything. All I wanted to do was masturbate to pornography. And, and, and like I, I would masturbate to the point that I could not even touch myself down there anymore. And also, I was also finding myself through growing, like becoming so desensitized that the, the porn I started watching would no longer satisfy me or interest me anymore. I had to have these 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 nastier, filthier, and, and, it, and it just kept getting nastier and filthier that even the nasty and filthy stuff no longer, you know, I, I no longer want it. I, I want to watch... Uh, 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 a man having sex with 10, uh, 10 women at a time. I got, I even got um, addicted to and really fascinated with watching men masturbate into girls' mouths and, and just very graphic material. And there's a lot of graphic porn out there. You know, this is not like the 70s and 80s and 90s. Yeah. Porn has become very graphic to the things we, we watch and the things that are going on in your mind you know I, I had been exposed to so much pornography that porn had like dominated me mm -hmm. and um so like with me I, I remember that I, I wanted to quit I wanted to stop I wanted to quit the masturbation you know I you know with me I, luckily I had two good parents that were taking care of me and they they were so in the dark at that time that I was going through a pornography addiction and and you know I, I remember like when I get out in real life the way I would even look at women like say I went to Walmart and I saw a, a girl that had the porn star body my first thoughts in my head was you know, thinking about having sex with her, like I was seeing in pornography and doing the things to her, which yeah. were very unnatural things, mm -hmm. you know, and, you know, and porn had created pathways in my brain that when these images became imprinted, I became fascinated with sexual behaviors. And I found myself even later trying to have a partner, a woman would not satisfy me, a woman would not interest me like something that was that is very powerful i want to share with people when i started to, to develop what they call uh erectile dysfunction mm -hmm. uh, a woman that, that I, I did try to be sexual with because she was only one woman i could not get an erection porn had programmed me into believing i needed to be with two women at a time wow. so it didn't matter how beautiful how good looking this woman was if it was just one woman, I could not get aroused. I needed two women at a time. So what I was having myself doing was in my mind, I was reliving these porn films that I was seeing to get an erection to make love or be intimate with my partner. So physically, it may have looked like I was making love to her, but mentally I was having sex with the girls I was watching in porn. Yep. And, you know, I, I knew that was a problem because I did not feel no intimacy or no love. It was just about getting it. And, and that's the thing with we're watching so much porn, thinking oh, the whole time, my whole, my whole life, all I want to do is have sex with girls. I even tried twice to be a porn star. And the reason of that is become, because I became so addicted that my addiction became too much for me. Now I got to go live it. So I remember uh, being... 22 years old and meeting with a, uh, a guy who directed porn films. His name was Mike. And I told, you know, I'm telling Mike and he had me sign this sh sheet. And of course it's got like square boxes. What you're into. Do you like threesomes, gangbangs? It had stuff like that for you to X on it. And, um, I remember, uh, you know, telling him that, uh, that the reason I'm here was not because I wanted to make money. I want to have sex with girls. And wow. you could, and I remember him telling me, well, you know, we don't really start you out having uh, sex with somebody. We actually start you out doing like masturbation work uh, mm -hmm. to get you comfortable in front of a camera. And then it later on would go to, to you know, having sex with girls. And I was like, well, I, I don't want to uh, do masturbation work. I want to have sex with girls, man. Mm -hmm. and, and so that didn't work out. 
So, but later on, I, re I remember trying another and I got a phone number and filled out an application online and I was getting calls. But then I, I was just a, a couple of years older. Once again, because I had no job or no money, I couldn't pay for the uh, porn license that I was supposed to get. Mm -hmm. So I never met with them. But, you know, that, I mean, like, porn had, like, this sexual fantasy had dominated my life. Every, like, just about, like, every thought in my life was what I was watching in porn. And, yeah. and of course, it, it, you know, when I got to really thinking, you know, every time my little, um, every time I'd watch Masturbate and porn, it was over, I did have guilt. And I did have shame. And, and I knew, because I had grown up in church as a, as a child, that stuff like this, was not right. I should not be watching this, but I could not resist because, you know, there's a science behind addiction and what it does and how the, the, the you know, the, the neural pathways work and, and with addiction. And that's what happens to uh, when you become addicted to something. It don't matter whether it's pornography, drugs, alcohol, it will all work the same. And to the point to where you watch so much of it, you no longer desire it, you require it. And it becomes such a hard battle. And I was really tired of just my whole life, just thinking about having sex with girls, looking at women in such a provocative way. I had no respect. Uh, these women that I looked at in porn, I didn't care for them. I just wanted to have sex with them. And then girls out in the real world, I didn't care for them either. I just wanted to have sex with them. All because of it, it started with a porn addiction. It affected my brain. It's so much negative damage. It killed love and not just love for women, but love for people in general. Oh, like I, I started seeing people like, you know, you hear maybe stories seeing women like objects, but I saw them more like vessels. And, and, and when I say vessels, it's just like, they, they were really nothing to me, just a body. Mm -hmm. But I, I didn't care about their, their feelings, their emotions, just a vessel. Like a you sex know, once I'm, Right. And I, my, I became very numb and dead that, um, you know, I was, I become mentally handicapped from being able to show an emotional response to sex. Mm -hmm. You know, in my book, I put that my behavior uh, about sex was animal-like like that of a dog, like emotionless sex, yes. Okay. And, and you know, that kind of, you know, when I'm looking at it, it breaks my heart because, you know, oh, overcoming it, it's very important for me to respect women. Like in my book, I put a lot of, of noble things of trying to get men to value women, to look at a woman with dignity. And that's very important with me. And with porn in my life, I could not value a woman. I, you know, and, you know, I came about my mom to my mom about three months ago and told her years ago I'd battle and she had no idea. Of course, you know, it, it's very hard to share with your mother, you know, a pornography addiction, but she was glad I did and glad that I've been working with people to try to help because he, my mom even knows pornography addiction. It's very common, but it is the hardest addiction for anybody to talk about. It's a shameful yeah. and embarrassing thing. Born and that's, that's right. So that is why it has been important for me and laid on me to talk about pornography addiction. You know, I, and a lot of people I've talked to when I share my story, you hear other stories saying the same thing. Like I was kind of nervous telling people about me, like working at Walmart, and I'm taking three and four trips a night to masturbate in the bathroom, a public bathroom to porn. And how many people come back later and say, I was doing this at school. And it was like, well, when I was a kid, we didn't have smartphones yet. You know, when I was a teenager, we had phones, but that was the flip phone at the time. So smartphones didn't come out to a few years later, but kids are actually taking their smartphones in high school and masturbating to porn. Or, or you've got married men or married women doing it. You know, I've seen, I have seen uh, two of my good friends who almost porn uh, divided them and split their marriage. She's watching porn in the living room. He's watching porn in the bedroom and it's separating them. Wow. And, you know, and, and watching, you know, things like that, you know, P, I, I want people to understand that, that, you know, like fight the new drug, fight the new drug is internet pornography. Internet pornography has reshaped pornography toll. It's easier to access than anything. And, and now because of our education, it doesn't provide a lot of sex education in our schools now. Children are getting their sex education from pornography. Yeah. And, and which is coming, uh, becoming a big problem. And that's something, you know, in my book I've wrote, because I want to bring awareness to parents. You have no idea what your kid, the time is your kids are watching and what it does 
to their their overall life. You know, I've I've heard about talking to it, going to churches, talking to people of when they were exposed to some kind of sexual behavior, the effects it had on their overall life that it could have led to a sexual addiction, to them having uh, sex at very young ages, or having sex with much older people than they probably shouldn't have. And, and they get to thinking, you know, what did that do to me for that first exposure to looking at pornography? What did it do to my mind? Because children that are even, you know, 13 and 14 years old cannot comprehend this hardcore sexual material that's being put out there on the internet. So is, what is it doing to them overall? Exactly. Holy moly. I love that you just like ran with that whole question of your, your whole story. It was, it's absolutely amazing. I love that you're sharing it so vulnerably and transparently. Um, it, it's crazy because what you were saying, what I was hearing is like, you literally were watching something and then you wanted to translate that to actually having it in real life. And you would go to the people and it wasn't, it wasn't satisfying you at all to the point that you went to wanting to become a porn star. And that, that didn't work out either. But the thing is, is like when you're watching so much porn, like you were talking about, about erectile dysfunction, like you're not even able to to climax or anything like that no, no. image that you have imprinted in your mind. And that's what's so crazy is the more that we watch this stuff, the more we're yes. imprinting this stuff and not able to actually be with a physical person. So yes. I absolutely love that you brought that up and the stuff about children as well, because that's something that I'm trying to figure out next is like, children are literally getting their education through pornography videos. Yes. And that, that's what I was getting. I was getting it from there as well. I was like, oh, if I just watch this, this is what men want. Like, I thought that I had to be that type of woman in the pornography videos to satisfy a man. But right. really, it's just, it's so manipulating and backwards because mm -hmm. none of us are being able to fulfill one another because we're so um, fixated on the mental picture of the pornography instead of being with that person, like actually present. So man, I really loved everything that you said. Um, so so you, you are done with it now, right? Like you- I have been clean and sober from it for eight years, 2012. And which was my darkest year of battling porn. I literally had a gun up to my head. Wow. I was in tears. I just wanted to stop. Addictions can become so powerful. They are, they dominate your life. They, mm -hmm. it's like I say, I, I reform, um, I, how would I put it? I like to call pornography a demon. A demon doesn't have to be necessarily a supernatural force. It can be anything that feeds off of your energy. That, uh, that is ne negative, that is destructive, and pornography was very much a demon. It took a hold of me, it made me believe I was weak, you need me, you can't escape this, because I was tired of all these, you know, especially when, when I started getting addicted to like watching women being abused or, or, or dom or, or being overpowered, you know, like that's the fantasy of a, of a man dominating a woman. Yeah. And how it can relay, which I think it's a very wrong message to put out there, but it's kind of like when you've been hurt, maybe by girls in relationships and you're angry, men result to watching something like that because they feel empowered. But that's a very negative thing to, to watch a man sexually abuse or overpower a woman like I'm going to have my way with you and you're going to like it and, and there's nothing you can do about it. Mm -hmm. And, you know, just watching, I knew, I knew things because I had a conscience that what I was watching was not right. And you know, yeah. in the beginning, you're, you're so against watching stuff, but over time, you know, what it leads, how it just starts leading from simple things like a man and a woman to a gangbang rape and all, it's like, man, how did I go from this to this? And how did I go so, at first, I'm so against watching this to now I'm entertained and thrilled by this. Mm -hmm. And you have no clue what you're getting into. You're just like, I need something harder than what I've been watching yes. before. You, you need a hard, it's kind of like, we refer, pornography is a drug. You start, maybe you'll start marijuana, okay? I'm, I'm gonna do marijuana, I'm not gonna touch anything else. I'm gonna hold the street drugs, I'm against those. So you do marijuana for a while. 
And all of a sudden, you know, marijuana's just not giving it to you no more. So all of a sudden, now you start finally doing crack, cocaine, cheese, acid, methamphetamines, pornography. I'm going to start, you know, I'm just going to watch men and women or, or naked women, but I don't want to see all this. For I know I'm watching gangbangs, threesomes, rape, incest. Mm-hmm. You're, you're getting off on all kinds of crazy things. Mm-hmm. And, that, and that's the addiction through our desensitization and, and us growing tolerance that are mm-hmm. what happens is these we there's chemical changes there's structural changes that go on in the human brain it's the same as is any drug and, and over time that our our minds we we grow an addiction and the, the the thoughts are reinforced they become compounded and that's when we find ourselves just doing activities that are unnatural because yeah. what you're watching in pornography is so unnatural. Watching a woman having sex with 15 men at a time is not a natural thing. Exactly. And it, it, it's very heartbreaking and sad too, you know, like you, because things that like really helped me free learning the science behind pornography, how it affects the brains, what I was going through, that helped. Listening to testimonies of ex porn stars, I will tell you some of the biggest people that try to ban pornography are ex-porn stars and they try to keep men and women away from pornography they talk about the horrors in it girls are not as into it as they lie they 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 lie they they're they're paid to keep their mouth shut the Mm -hmm. porn industry acts like the mafia so they may do this thing on there oh it's such a great industry and i'm so it's such an exciting and i enjoy it and years later they come down and talk about how they're paid to lie that they don't like it at all and girls that may go in willingly try to uh, escape and they end up murdered the suicide rate is very high in pornography Mm -hmm. uh the girls they are facing the horrible sexual abuse there are tears and rips in their vaginas they mm-hmm. bleed out their mouth from being gagged so bad it's there's so much to it that you're not seeing on camera see and that's really what that the fur hearing the testimonies of ex-porn stars is really what killed my fantasy because part of the fantasy of watching porn is it looks like they're enjoying it or it, it, it's great and, and it, it's not it's very fake it's um very unrealistic yeah right and, you know, I, I enjoy hearing, like, there's, there's girls I used to watch and masturbate on, to, on, on pornography. I enjoy hearing stories about them getting out of porn. Me too. I, I love hearing that story. There was a girl I used to, uh, she, I, I got, like, addicted to a, a, a porn site called Moms Teaching Teens. That was a, a threesome porn. And I got very addicted to it. And there was a girl, her name was um, Michael Moore. And she did a couple of scenes on there. And I had found out a few years ago that she had got out of it and claimed her life about because, you know, a lot of these girls too, they end up going through a lot of drug abuse. Like a lot of them will tell you, I never did porn sober to numb themselves from what they're doing. And then they have to buy more drugs to hide the shame. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I I was, I was literally just about to say that is like, they literally have to be drugged up or drunk to do mm -hmm. a and then other things that I've seen is that when they're so drugged up and used, the people don't even want to use them anymore. And they're like, go to prostitution instead of pornography, which is another crazy thing as well. Like you're going from one thing to the next because they don't want to use you as a sex object anymore because they're training themselves to be okay with getting basically brutally raped. Right. Absolutely. So and, it, and, you know, it's really sad because these are human beings. These are real women with real feelings, real emotions, and just how, you know, human beings could really treat it. And that's, I think that's why it was so hard for, you know, for, even for people to come in terms is knowing that human beings could treat human beings like that. Yeah. But it, it's very real. And, you know, I don't know if you're familiar with a woman named Shelly Lumen. I'm not. You need, she started what they called a pink cross foundation. She was an ex-porn star. And what she did is she got other ex-porn stars to to talk. And she was doing uh, public speaking about pornography and rescuing girls that that were in the industry, men and women both from pornography, girls that may have been kidnapped uh, through sexual uh, what was the word? Sex trafficking or yep. human trafficking. She she doesn't do it anymore, but she did it for a while, and she was such like such an inspiration. That woman was very powerful and not scared, and she gave me like some you know some knowledge too, like 
things that I've, I've got a documentary that's going to come out and I worked really hard on it. And that's why I wanted you to subscribe to my YouTube because I'm going to be doing a lot of stuff. I'm really wound up right now. No, I love it. I, I love the but, passion behind all of this. It's great. <laughs> but I, I'm very calm in my interview and we got pictures of me as a kid. And what this, this interview is really going is talking about you know, my childhood, because we want to discover what makes people become an addict. What is, you know, their childhood, what they went through in life that, that made them. And it's just like, how, how can you overcome pornography, any addiction? Well, I say first, you've got to identify your triggers. Yep. What, what triggers you to watch porn? Boredom, depression, sadness, anger, heartbreak, you know. And next, another thing, okay, after you identify your triggers, what can you do now? substitute something except for watching porn okay porn is killing your motivation all you want to do is masturbate what, what can i do work out go running do something that is working you know the chemicals in your brain in a positive way three brainwash convince your mind to believe porn is bad for you it's horrible it's destructive well not you know, even brainwash but literally go watch interviews and and educate yourself on what is actually what? the back ends of what's going on in pornography. For me, it was learning about human trafficking and how pornography fuels it. So in a lot of ways, just like me, that's yeah. how you, and you see, and that was very, to me, that's why I'm glad that those ex-porn stars, most of them are women. Some men have come out, but women, I, I, God bless those women. And a lot of them turn to God and they're reborn virgins. And I believe in that, but um, they, you know, for their messages, because that's what brought me to the awareness. I wouldn't say that I overcome my addiction, but it killed my fantasy, but also learning the science. And another thing that I would watch is psychiatrists, trained psychiatrists talked about pornography. You will never hear any trained psychiatrists have anything positive to say about pornography. Matter of fact, a lot of psychiatrists have teamed up with the Department of Justice to try to help ban pornography. Yeah. Pornography has tried to been banned so many times. The problem is it gets thrown out of the Supreme Courts because it's protected by our amendment rights. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I love what all these people are doing right now. Now we've got been, uh, petitions going on because we've got so much awareness of how, how much pornography is sex trafficking, human trafficking. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, even though that girls may have went in because they want to make money or, uh, or went in willingly, how fast they want to get out. You know, they convince them. Some of them, matter of fact, a lot of them go to Hollywood just to be a star, like a movie star, and it don't work out. So they kind of convince the girls, we can make you a star doing porn, try to manipulate them, and, mm -hmm. and then lie to them. And, you know, and I've, I've you know, had debates with people tell me we can't make anybody do something they don't want to do. Well, in a way that you can, girls have had guns put up to their heads. They talk about it years later. I even know a girl who was 18 years old who was an ex-porn star that got out of it and talk about how deceitful porn is. She was against sleeping with older men and her agent knew it. So she was going to go do a scene and she kept asking her agent, uh, who, who am I doing with? I don't know. I don't know who you're doing it with. I, I don't know. We'll know when we get there. But she kept asking. Eventually, they got up there and it was with like a 56-year-old man and she's 18 years old. And, and, and if she didn't do it, there was going to be like a $10,000 fine. So yeah, the agent knew the whole time that this was going to happen. He just don't say nothing because she wasn't against it. And he got her there. Well, anyway, you're going to pay 10 grand or do it. So yeah, in a way you force somebody to do something because you lied to them. And there's a lot of lies and deceit and manipulation in pornography. Mm -hmm. You know, it, it's just a horrid, horrid industry. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm blessed to be able to bring awareness, talk to people. Uh, I'm trying so hard to help get it banned. And, and, and something that, you know, and it's like I was telling my friends, and sometimes I get very emotional when I say it, I hate the way it killed the love in my heart. Mm -hmm. Like, it's sad. It's darkness. You're letting darkness in your head. You, you, you become, what, what you're watching is very unloving pornography is so unloving mm -hmm. and you allow that and you can't feel love and it's taken this beauty beautiful thing sex is a beautiful thing it is. but yeah. it's it, it's a the pornography has counterfeited it satan's got a counterfeit you know it's yeah. counterfeited it's twisted it's turned it's filth it's perverted and, and that's the thing that's why i tell you know people and i want people to understand this especially a lot of young people because they they don't understand pornography is not sex nope. it's filth perversion and abuse thank you
Thank you. I, thank you. Yeah, that's amazing. Uh, and also to mention all the stuff that we choose to watch, if we were to actually do that in real life, a lot of that is jail time. Like people yes. don't actually like recognize that or put two and two together. Like you raping your sister or having sex with your mom or your dad or like just all this stuff. I'm like, that is literally jail in real life. And they're not connecting the two. Well, and, and you know something I'm, I'm going to share with you, Bree, and I've had so many debates because I, you know, I have said that pornography, it, it is dominance, violence, and, and abuse on women, mm -hmm. and it promotes and encourages rape. But there's a lot of people who have come back at me and said, well, now, you know, this is the way I look at it. You know, you know it's, instead of somebody going and raping a woman, they can just watch a film and watch a woman being raped. If you're having thoughts about raping women, you need to get help. You don't need to see something and, and feeding into your addiction of getting off on women being raped. You need to seek help because there's nothing good about rape. I've been around women that are raped. It is a very scary thing and yeah. it affects their whole lives and they feel so dirty and nasty and rape can lead to suicide. Even yes. though the girl wasn't for it, how emotionally it affects it. And there's been men that have been raped. Yeah. By other men or women, it's not as common, but it happens. But just you're you being so dominated, powerless, and then you know, so there's nothing good about rape. And no, I disagree. We should not have films of um of uh promoting rape. And and it's I want to talk about accountability on that because a lot of people have said, well, porn is good, you know, instead of people going out just having sex or doing this, they can watch porn. That's kind of like saying, you know, instead of me having accountability for my own actions, that um I, I'm going to um I can just watch porn and, and be that. No, it's a responsible adult, you know, don't go raping women. You, yeah. you, you, you know, don't go sexually or touching and, and doing things. So, no, I'm not going to say that, that porn, you know, is supposed to fill that void because you can't control yourself. Mm -hmm. No, I, I, no, I disagree with that. Yeah, I, I have a lot of people who uh, try and debate me about, like, how porn is good and it's helped their relationship and all that type of stuff. And I used to believe that as well whenever I mm -hmm. was where I was like, oh, I'm, I'm learning so many different things. But I was realizing I still wasn't connecting with the person to know what they really liked. I was doing stuff that I liked through these videos when really I didn't even like it as well. I was just trying to push boundaries with people to see like if I could do a certain thing with them. And that, that's super manipulating to put that type of stuff on other people. Right. Instead, we're supposed to be doing this, not pornography, but we're supposed to be in a marriage covenant having your wife or your husband and serving them and knowing what pleases them, not off based off of like a pornography video. And it's like, I want to do what this person did to you. No, it's like, no, like really explore them and know what pleases them. Absolutely. Like in a very manipulated world right now. Right. And you know, Brie, I support marriage. I think marriage is very beautiful. I, and that's the goals of helping people that battle with pornography. I want you to dominate, overcome this. I want to see you get married. I want to see you have kids. I want to see you to be able to experience true connection. I want you to know what intimacy is. Intimacy is not self-pleasure. It is a mental thing. It is a connection. It is a bond between a man and a woman, and it is beautiful. And when you have porn and you're basing your marriage, whatever, on porn, you cannot experience that purity and that love and, and that connection. And that's why helping people break free. And, you know, and I talk something I ask people, and I want to even ask you this, Brie, but yes. this is a very common thing I ask anybody that's battled with pornography. Mm -hmm. You know, when you have it in your life, do you know what it's like to make love to somebody? You know what it's like to have sex with them, but do you know what it's like to make love? Exactly. And I have never experienced that, nor will I until I'm in a marriage relationship but right. yeah I never knew because I was just so fixated on the pornography that it ruined my perception exactly of, it ruined all of it and I put that on top of people and that is just like one of the saddest things ever
Um, I do have a question. So, so this started for you at 18, right? Is that 18? With the, when we got the high speed internet. <laughs> yes, when the high speed internet came in, and and did you know, like, did you know consciously that that it was an addiction for you, or how many years until did you know that it was an addiction? Yeah, okay. In the beginning, and and like I said, in um, when I first started it. I had no luck with girls in high school. Okay, so I was hurt. I was going nowhere in life, not going to, I had no goals. And I'm gonna say goals, having no goals did kind of lead towards that. So, you know, first just watching it, you know, curiosity, bored, you know, at first it was not aware it was being an addiction. How that addiction really, when I started to learn, besides just really watching it a lot, when I, when you're finding yourself masturbating a dozen times a day, you got to know there's a problem. That is unnatural. Oh, yeah. When you find yourself having no goals, nothing to look forward to, no no career, not looking for a job, going nowhere, you just want to sit back and masturbate to porn. You got to know that that is an addiction. Yeah. So when I saw that the way that I was being very dominated by what I was doing. And and just that that was my my whole outlet was just watching porn and you you find yourself also watching it a hundred hours a week you're sitting back and thinking you know that that's a lot and to where you can't you hurt when you're peeing I mean because of all the masturbation wow. and, and and the abuse you're putting on your body that's bringing awareness to your mind I shouldn't be hurting like this but why can't I stop I would find myself masturbating when I was already hurting and I just could not stop I found that you know and I'm gonna say this to anybody this is no argument no debate when you masturbate to porn it is a drug Mm -hmm. and and that is is when I really knew when especially when I've, I've ordered like I was ordering so much porn on on the internet and in the beginning Porn wasn't as free as it is like today. There's so much free porn. I'll say in like the early 2000s, 2004, 5, 6, a lot of it still had to be bought. A lot of that free porn that I was getting is when, you remember LimeWire? Yeah. We had like LimeWire and Aries, and of course I was getting viruses. I killed, I don't know how many computers downloading free porn. And um, I remember like the moms teaching teens something that, that when I was escaping, and I was trying to escape. This was this was like an almost a decade battle of how many times I tried to to run. I mean, if if I if I made I made like a hundred promises to God, I'm gonna quit. Well, uh, hopefully God forgave me for every promise I ever made him because I lied to him a lot. Oh, yeah. But uh, um, but I remember like uh, I would uh, all the porn I would download, I would delete and say I'm not gonna look at it again. I don't want to watch porn. I, I'm tired of this. And I may go a few days without watching, and I would purchase the same porn that was already downloaded on my computer that I didn't have to pay for, but I paid for it again because I couldn't go. And then I may go, you know, again, a few days, a week, two weeks, and then purchase the same porn I just deleted off of it. And I just, just all this battle. And I remember porn sites like Mom's Teaching Teens, Exploiting Teens, Pornhub, you know, just, there was so much, so many things. I didn't even know the websites. Just if it was porn, I downloaded it. But one thing I will tell you that that, that I became very um, effectuated on was threesome porn. Like Mom's Teaching Teens was a threesome porn site. And I, I had like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of movies on my computer. And they were all with a man and two women. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, that's what I was telling you, that, that why I could not be in a relationship. I have been programmed to believe, my mind believed, I need to be with two women. Wow. I have to be with two women. And yeah. then after I'm done with those two women, I want to go find two other women. And that's what was happening. I saw the changes in the thought in my thoughts that porn was doing me. I didn't think like this growing up in church. I didn't think like this in high school slowly it was changing the way I thought, my perception, how I, I viewed women, how I viewed sex. Mm-hmm. And, and it's like I said, you could put the most beautiful woman in this world in front of me, but because she was one woman, I was not attracted to her. It had to be two women. And it wasn't satisfying you. Right. Wow. It, even the two women, because why? Well, after I'm done with two women, I want two more and two more. You're, you're never satisfied. Love is satisfying. Lust will never satisfy you. Exactly. 
Oh, man, it's like a breath of fresh air to like hear all this. Um, I haven't, so you, you brought up about like things hurting as well, like when you would masturbate and you would go back to it because yes. you just would. And I just want to say that that happens for women as well from my experience where I was just like, all right, well, like I am doing this and I'm doing it so much that it's beginning to hurt but I don't know how to stop. So I'm going to continue going back. And like you were saying, like no goals at all. Like you're looking forward to the porn and it's like, all right, I've got nothing to do today. So I'm going to go back to that same thing. Right. And, and I would be with friends as well. And as soon as like an image would pop up in my head, I would be like, I need to leave my friend group. I'm going to go home and watch this. It, it literally makes your whole living experience about pornography. Like everything is a sex object. You can make any word a sex, sex mm -hmm. object, make any scene that tends to happen in life a sex object. Like I, yes. I remember there were times where mailmen or the cable guy or something would come up to my door and like the automatic thing that would go in my head, it was, was like, oh, I can, I wonder like if I should do what those porn videos do. I literally wanted to translate what was happening in the porn videos to my real life. And I was like, would I get in trouble for this? And there were moments where I thought about doing it and I would stop myself because I was like, not fully in that, that world, you know, but like, it's crazy how we, we continue to do something that is in a sense, so demonic. Right. It's hurting people and it's making us see individuals as not real people, but right. like you were saying, empty bodies. Which empty is bodies. <sighs> well, it's just like something I like to say, and, and, and this is, I'm the only one I've ever heard say this, but I think it's very powerful. I refer to myself as, as dead living. And what I mean by dead living, you're alive, but you're not living. Mm. And pornography made me a dead living soul. I was on the earth. I was breathing. I wasn't living. What? Watching, watching porn religiously and going nowhere. And that's the thing about any drug. It kills your goals, your motivation. And, and, I, and you know, I want people to understand that just because pornography is not a physical substance, just because you can't taste it or you can't touch it, doesn't mean it doesn't have the same effects on the brain is any other physical narcotic because mm -hmm. it does yeah. it, it reacts the same way to your brain and, and that is that's something i need want people to understand because a, a lot of people live in doubt because of that and, and, it, and it's only wrong i used to live in denial because it made myself feel better about yeah. what i was doing so but you know, being honest with myself, you know, how destructive pornography is. And yes, it was a, a demon. It, it was a demonic. It, it grabbed a hold of me. It took over my life. And, you know, it put me, I was kind of, I'll say this as a child. Now, I was a more of a solitude. I kind of didn't play a lot of sports or didn't have. So, you know, a lot of that isolation, you know, I did have that in, in, in as a child, but it was even more, it grew worse with pornography. Because yes, pornography puts you in isolation. Like you said, just out of the blue, you want to leave a crowd to pleasure yourself to porn. And then you find also, the more you're masturbating to porn, the more you want to masturbate to porn. Exactly. You know, it, it just, it, 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 you're just never satisfied. It's never enough. You know, you have to continuously do it. And, and I, I remember telling myself, this is all your life is ever going to be masturbation in porn films. Wow. You're, you're not going to have a family. You're not going to have a job of a career. You know, all the good that came out of just overcoming pornography. I have my own house. I have a four bedroom, two bathroom brick home. I've had a $120,000 Corvette. I've had a, a $50,000 Camaro. I have a big pool in the backyard. You know, all these, these things I've, I've been able to connect. The most important thing of it all connect with people like no other something that also later on after learning about you know pornography and how um how dishonest and manipulative it was i found myself when i was watching porn uh feeling not confident coming around girls mm -hmm. and why did i not feel that because i knew my intentions with them were not pure so right. because i knew my intentions 
or that of porn, I was nervous. Where now, man, I, I can talk to girls like, no, I talk to girls a lot. I connect with women. I don't have that same nervous because I know my intentions are pure now. I don't have that material watching it. I don't have those thoughts in my head, those nasty thoughts about women, what I want to do. My thoughts are about helping women, connecting women, loving women. And it feels so that. good. It feels so good. I love that so much. I was I was actually just speaking about on my last interview. It actually wasn't even an interview about uh, the damages of pornography, but we were talking about uh, the damages of social media. But we were there's this book called Quit Porn and Get Rich, and I'm not sure if you've read it, but I read it maybe like a couple months ago, and it's it basically says like when you stop watching porn, you can put all your focus into actually creating stuff and working on mm -hmm. getting your life together. And that sounds exactly like what happened for you is you quit and you realize like, oh, I actually need to produce and work and get stuff done. So what other effects since um, getting pornography out of your life, like what has been the best change for you? Uh, well, you know what, I, I, my best changes is connecting with people. My mom loves that. Now, my mom hated my loner. Uh, when I was a kid, I was very bullied and picked on, like, really badly. So yeah. I developed a very antisocial uh, uh, skill, like, when I was a kid, behaviors to where, like, I would lock myself in my room and stuff, and it got worse with pornography. So one thing about it is actually networking with people. Um, to be able to do that, there is no, con and that's what I'm saying, it ain't just a connection from a partner that porn can disconnect, it can disconnect us from people everywhere, mm -hmm. and to be able to connect, I've met so many wonderful people, oh my god, I met my my role model and childhood idol for the first time two years ago. Do you know, you know who Amy Jo Johnson is? Yes. The Pink Power Ranger. Yes. I yes. met her. So we're we're friends now. She was one of my favorites. <laughs> yes. It's, she is such a sweetheart to meet in real life. I have like her phone number, her Skype information, her email. We can, we, she responds to my Instagrams. Me and her are friends. That's and so she great. is such an awesome person. I went to three of her Comic Cons. That's actually how I started. Met her. I met her at the, the Dallas Fan Expo in 2018, at the C2E2 Comic Con in Chicago in 2019, and I also saw her at the Galaxy Con in Minneapolis, Minnesota in 2019. And you know, I came, I started getting lots of autographs, pictures. We started to get to know each other. She knew me by face, by name. We started connecting on Instagram. We just had a Skype video, me and her. Oh my gosh, Amy is so amazing. I, yeah, she was my first crush I ever had on a woman. <laughs> and, and, um, like she, just meeting her because I always had this vibe about her that she would be just like an incredible nice person. I always took her and, and that's why I always could respect her is I always took her as a, uh, a person that put herself out there in a much more positive light. Like there's a lot of actresses and actors or musicians or celebrities in general that don't put out very good messages for people. But right. Amy was one that I always felt that did. So I always stayed true. You know, that was always, no matter how, I was seven years old when Power Rangers came out. I'm 34 now. And that is still my girl. And just meeting her in real life, and it's like, oh, my God, you are such a sweetheart. Can I hug you? Oh, you know, and, and I, she is. I love it. I love that you've been able to build connections instead of looking at people as sex objects. That's just oh my, the most beautiful it's thing. It's freedom. It yeah. is. To be yeah. able, and, and, and you know, and I have, and I've been so productive, like in our business, talking to people, public speaking, and, and addiction is a very big thing with people, whether it's porn, uh, eating, uh, gambling, it, it just doesn't matter. Addiction is, is very big, and we need people to talk about it because it's hard, and yes, you have a lot of judgmental people out there, and that's what makes people shy away, and that's why with, with me just letting it all out, I was a porn addict. I masturbated at work. Uh, you know, I, I did a lot of crazy things, but I've also watched the way that people start approaching and coming to me with their problems. And, exactly. you know, it's good to be able to help. But yes, I've made so much. I've met so many wonderful people. When I had porn in my life, I couldn't get out and meet people like that. I couldn't I couldn't have a house. I enjoy I enjoy my house. Like I got a I got a hundred and fifty inch projector screen with a nice 4K projector. And we were watching Disney movies and stuff like that. And I love it because I get kids and I, I like being, you know, it gives me a lot of fulfillment to 
to be a role model to kids. Kind of like, like I was telling Amy the other day, what you were to me, I am to them. Being uh-huh. a role model and a positive influence, because I've, got, I've gotten to go to schools and work with kids, and, and I really care about their future. I, I really care where they're going in life. You want to be a police officer, a lawyer, a firefighter, a movie star. Great. Let's see what I can do to help that and the fulfillment. Because, you know, the truth, you know, people look at success, I think, a lot as money. I don't. True success will always be the people we help. Mm-hmm. If you help people, you are successful. Yes. And what gives you fulfillment? Money doesn't give you fulfillment, but helping others does. And I just like this business talking, like with you right now, Bree, it gives me a lot of fulfillment to share my story. Maybe something I have has helped you or something that, that I said can help somebody else, but I find so much value and fulfillment in it. And that's the same, being valuable. Mm-hmm. And I enjoy being valuable. I mean, how valuable really are you if you're a person that sits back and watches porn and masturbates or sits and gets drugged up all the You're just not. And that's why you're like the thing, how those people feel, they feel invaluable. And yeah. that's why, you know, I want you that you are valuable. And I want you to understand that you are enough. You know, that's a, another thing what goes to addiction. Maybe people don't feel enough. So they have to have something in there that makes them feel important or, may, or, 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 you know, gives them something in life to, to look forward to. Porn gave me a little something to look forward to. But the whole time I watched porn, I didn't feel like I was ever enough being hurt and stuff, you know, you know, and I want every human being is enough. And I want people to understand that you are enough and how you carry yourself, how you feel about yourself. Those vibes will, everybody will see it as you approach them. You know, I just, I had such a hard time meeting and having friends when I was a kid, man, now, man, I've got all these friends and talking, connecting, you know, I go to homeless shelters. I love working with the homeless. I was supposed to do some speakings, but the coronavirus kind of set me back, but working with the homeless, you know, these are just things that I could never do when porn was in my life. Freedom. I mean, that's that's the thing, the freedom, and that's behind any drug addiction, finding freedom. Freedom is the ultimate goal. You're a, you're, you're a slave and a prisoner to your addiction. I was. And finding freedom, man, I just, I'm high on life. Oh, amen, amen. I, I love that I've gotten you on for this interview. This is exactly why I do this, because people like you who have stories and testimonies to share with other people about what they've gone through with this addiction, because it is real, it's hard, and it's it's also hard to get out of, but we have to really be strong to get out of it, because there is so much freedom on the other side, just like you yes. said. And, and for me as well, like you were saying, like we want to be um, give value to other people and show them like, hey, like you are enough and you don't need to do this stuff right. or anything like that. And, and I share my testimony very openly because I know how enslaved I was to this. Mm-hmm. I, I was watching it all the time. And I was like, why am I not seeing any other women like really speaking up about this? I'm, I mean, I'm seeing like some porn stars here and there, but like I need help. I, I need a lot of help. And the only way that I was able to like, find freedom was by me speaking about it. We need to speak up. And I agree. We need to. Well, you know, Brie, vulnerability is power. Your vulnerability, your message is powerful. And this is something I want to ask because I kind of noticed this. From your perspective, Brie, do you think it's harder for women to admit their porn addiction than it is for a man? So... Okay, so yes, I do believe that it's probably harder for women because there's not a lot of people actually speaking about that it's a women's addiction as well. They, they talk about that it's a man's addiction. Like even, even yesterday, I saw someone post on Instagram saying like, men, you need to get this addiction out of your life. And I wrote on it and I was like, hey, just to let you know, women are going through this as well. It's not just men. Like we need to stop putting it out to just men this is a Amen woman thing, and we're both struggling in a very similar way. Like, yeah, like men are a lot more visual and women are a lot more emotional, but this addiction, it's chemically operating us all exactly the same, and we don't, like, we need to get out of it. Like, we need to be free just as much as men. Right, you know, and that's what, you know, something that I, you know, talking with, with porn addiction and, and the biology between men and women, and I so agree with you, 
when it comes to attraction between men and women, men are more visual. Men are more by sight. Girls use their emotions, their feelings, and their minds more. You know, and and I I think yeah, that is a lot of the reason that men can be so attracted to like pornography because you see some young beautiful girl and you're like I've got oh like a dog and I hate to say it but that's just a man mm-hmm. you know and, and but I, I I have really thought that I think a lot of women do battle with porn and that's something like when I when you had me on here I was really excited because I want to help women mm-hmm. I do and I've only had like a couple of women ever be able to admit I have had t- I don't know how many men dozens and dozens and dozens of men me sharing and I'm very open I'll get on Instagram I'll get on these anxiety sites and I'll just put down my porn addiction on these addiction sites I'll put my porn addiction and you don't see anybody else putting a porn addiction. They're putting an alcohol or a drug. Usually it's alcohol or drug they're putting. And I'm this year's free. And I, yeah, I've been, I've been four years sober. Well, I, I, you know what, when I, when I say you ain't looked at porn for eight years, you've been eight years sober and I put it down and, and it's, it's crazy. Some of the results I get in comments or, or some people are, you know, and I understand cause I don't give out names. They may never even put a like on it or say anything, but they'll go directly in my inbox and just start talking to me. I had this one guy, he said, I can't put a like or comment for personal reasons, but I want to wanted you to I wanted to say to you, you just saved my marriage. Amen. And and, and I, I was really glad because people have laughed at me saying this, but this is the honest to God truth. Pornography is one of the biggest reasons in, in divorces. It yes, is it is today. It if not between that and financial. I you know, I've done my research in, in hearing the divorce rate, and I've talked to a lot of people you know, or, or talk to people that know people, they're going through a divorce because of porn reasons. Porn has isolated them. They, they lost attraction to their partner and, and they're, they've got the attraction to the fantasy. And, and that's sad, you know, and I can understand as a woman how that can hurt y'all too. But I can understand if a woman, if a man's really into a woman and a woman's, you know, ma- uh, masturbating porn, it's like, you know, what am I doing wrong? Mm-hmm. You know, so I can understand how that can hurt. But, I, you know, I don't take it so sensitively, you know, with me just, you know, maybe asking questions and what can we do to work on this? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I've known a lot of women that started dressing more provocatively for their husbands or their, their boyfriends because their boyfriend's got a porn addiction and they're trying to, you know, get, get him attracted. And now she's, she feels unattractive because he wants to watch porn. And no matter how much she dresses, the way she dresses, he can't get an attraction for her. Mm-hmm. And I know that's been a common thing of women trying to dress sexier, I guess you'd say, for their men. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so that that's really, really a sad part, too. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I've only had like two women that have actually came forward and talked to me about it. And one woman, she was now, she was pretty open about hers, as you are, Brie, as far as she got directly where everybody could see and talked about how she was masturbating to porn. And yes, mm-hmm. a woman, you know, and it's like, because... And that's the thing, women just, it looks like they're harder. And I want, I want women, make women more comfortable with talking about it. Because I, I know y'all, y'all need help. It's yeah, definitely. Like, I, I have so many, I have more women in my inbox than I do men. Like, I do have a lot of men who come to me about it. At first, it was a lot more men. Now that they're seeing that I'm being a lot more consistent about sharing, right. women are like, okay, this is what I'm going through. I've never seen another woman share about this. Like, this has been like, like controlling me my whole life. How do I get rid of it? I can't even have relationships anymore. And, and my last relationship, I, I ended up getting out of it because I was addicted to pornography. And because like, so this is before I was really like centered in my relationship with Christ, but we were um, sexually interacting, not having sex or anything, but everything else. And he, it's not that he wasn't able to please me. It's that I was so fixated on everything in the pornography Mm -hmm. that it wasn't, it wasn't fulfilling me and I wasn't able to, to climax basically. So I realized like, Whoa, I really need to get this under control and figure this out. I need to go on like a hiatus from dating relationships or anything. And I need to get this addiction, like, like under control out of my life. And I'm just really happy that I'm able to share it online and more women are coming out and exposing this because they do need help. We all need help. This is like one of the biggest things that's happening in the world, but it's so hidden. 
It's yes, yes. aren't actually talking about it. So that's right. why I'm like, we need to expose it to the light. So I'm just really happy about um, that you're coming out with a documentary. I know you you brought up to me that you were you were going to be in something on Netflix as well. Yes, there's a show coming up. Uh, I can't remember her name. I kind of know her, but she does things. She got a, uh, it was a few months ago, her show was going to get started. Coronavirus kind of slowed it down. It'll just slow down everything. But uh, yeah. she's going to be doing a show that's on Netflix. And I just talked to her the other day to ask her, are we, are we going? And in about two weeks, I think she's going to, uh, uh, I'm going to get on, uh, get on there, I think, in about two weeks and talk on it's going to be on netflix i'll give you more detail because you're on my instagram what it is i would love you to watch i you know and that's the thing about you know i'm being vulnerable everywhere and trying to share with what i can with people because you're, you're right and i've said this with people that i've, I've had groups at my house talking with guys yeah. and and how they they don't want me to tell their names or anything like that but i'm sharing and how hidden it really it is a hidden addiction Brie and um and that's what I say you guys it's nothing to be ashamed about even in my documentary that's something I say it's nothing to be ashamed about millions Brie yeah. millions yeah. of people are battling with it mm -hmm. it is the uh, uh fourth biggest reason that people go on the internet 25 percent of people that are on the internet are looking at pornography right now right now yeah Exactly. So, you know, um, I, that's what I'm saying, talking to them. It's, it's not how many hours you're spending. I mean, you think about you know, with this addiction that's controlling you, those hours that you could be contributing somewhere else as far as your, your personal life. Because that's, that's, that's what I say with the porn addiction. We're hearing a lot of stories even when they talk about how it kills a love life. But one thing I'm noticing, you don't really hear how it's killing their career life. Yeah. But the truth is, it is affecting their every their overall being, not just being with a partner. Yeah. Your, your motivation is killed. So you're 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 not getting out there and progressing as far as being a productive member, having a job or a career or goals. It's dominated all that, and that is something that I, I'm wanting to really talk more about. Not just okay. I know you couldn't find a partner, but I want also what did it did do for your for career? Did you have any goals? Did did you want to do nothing? You know, no, no. I just want to watch porn and, and become. And that's the thing because you always wonder what people could be. If they, if they don't, I, I think everybody is destined and meant for greatness, but yeah. there is something in their path that is blocking them. And pornography has blocked so many people from their full potential or from even their potential. And that's why, you know, I, I expose it the way I do, because I know the whole time I was watching porn breed, either I didn't have a job or I got fired from a job, or I had a halfway, I, did, I didn't have any, you know, I was fine with getting some crappy job and being it, because the only thing I'm looking for is porn, mm -hmm. so, uh, and, and what's making it harder than ever now is all the free porn, free porn is making it, well, now I don't really need a job, why, and, and that was something later on in the 2000s that I started, okay, now I don't even have to pay for this stuff, you know, I can get out there and look at porn all day long, when, that's when they, when they start having your smartphones, you know, it wasn't just a high-speed internet. Now, your smartphones. So now, you, you got smartphones. You got free porn. I can download all these porn. I, I found myself, my God, if it was porn, download. Porn, download. Especially if I saw a man and two women. Oh, man. Boom. And, um, you know, and, and that's the thing. You're, you're sitting back. I'm thinking. I'm living off of people. I was uh, 22 years old, Bree. 22 years old drawing Social Security. Wow. Why? because I was so addicted to porn and could never talk about it. Some of my friends knew, but none of my family did. And of course, they, you know, we were young. They're kind of laughing at it because I've got all this porn and we're thinking, you know, it's kind of a joke, but it wasn't. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm 22 years old and I'm drawing a check that a, a 70 or an 80 year old person should be drawing because I had mental mental illness and for a bipolar disorder and I was able to draw your SSI income and get special income to live which you know I think that that that's messed up because that's you know just giving income like that that could have went to somebody else that really needed it first sure. because you know my addiction and that's the thing um when I found myself breaking from it all the career goals like I have two security jobs too and, you know, I enjoy being a security officer and protecting people wearing a gun, but I have a, a really good paying one that's for the government. 
and then another bank job. But you see, you couldn't even get me 10 years ago. You couldn't even get me to work. Now I'm a part business owner and I've got two full-time jobs and I nearly put in a hundred hours a week. But you know, what happened here? Right. Breaking away from pornography, the, the freedom and the, all the motivation that I didn't have, it was within me, but I didn't have it. I couldn't find it. And, and that's what, you know, helping people with battle with addiction. You know, I, I know I've, I've also talked to people that battle with drug addiction a lot too. When we talk about it, it's so crazy. When you talk about somebody that's addicted to drugs, addicted to porn, how they just combine and go hand in hand. Yep. The same. And the reason I want to say it that because so many people want to argue that pornography is not as addictive as narcotics. And you're wrong. Very wrong. Very, very wrong. And you and I are both testaments for that. So um, I would love to have you speak all day long about this, but I do, I know. I do have to go. I'm just, I understand, Bray. I'm, so I'm so happy that you shared this. Uh, for the viewers on the other end who are still in this addiction and battling it, if you can just leave them one piece of advice, what would you give them? I want to give them, and it's, it's like with me, Okay, I've got three things, actually. <laughs> First, please, do yourself a favor. Get on YouTube. Look at the testimonies of porn, porn, ex-porn stars. Yes. You'll be very surprised. Also, look at the science behind pornography. Another, the three steps that I took that helped me from, from, from porn. Identify your triggers. Right before you watch porn, how are you feeling? Do you feel depressed? Uh, scared, mad, angry, sad. Well, what is getting compelling you to watch porn? Two, what can you do to subsidize to put in place of that? Go running, exercise, play basketball, uh, get around people. And number three, convince, brainwash your mind, know that porn is bad for you. Mm -hmm. And the third and final, don't be afraid to share your story. It's nothing to be ashamed out, guys. Millions of people battle with it. That A lot of people are going with it. You know it's destructive, what it's doing in your life. Don't be afraid to seek help. Share your story. Talk to me. Talk to Bree. Get out there and talk. It'll make you feel better. Amen. Thank you so much. So where can people find you? Okay, you can find me on, uh, if you go to Facebook, Chris Tenery, C-H-R-I-S, last name T-E-N-N-E-R-Y, also YouTube, we're in the middle of doing a bunch of videos, we've only got one up there right now, but you can look up Chris Tenery, please subscribe me on YouTube, I got a documentary about to come out, also I'm, I'm writing a book, it's called Pornography's Not My Life, Message me on YouTube or, or Facebook. We'd be happy to give you a free copy. And Instagram, the same as Facebook, Chris, C-H-R-I-S, Tenery, T-E-N-N-E-R-Y. Also, we're, we're, um, we've got a business website. We've got it down right now because we're turning into a holding company. But our business is going to be based on trying to help people that battle with addiction. And I will be helping with people with battle with pornography. Our business is called Purpose Strategy. Gee, this so so amazing oh my gosh i pray i know that this helped so many people on the other end i'm just really grateful that you were able to share your story and anybody who is in this addiction uh, i pray you just go over to his youtube page his instagram watch his documentary thank you so much chris for being on i'm so grateful Thank you so much, Bree. Please subscribe on my YouTube. I'm really excited to share my videos and with you. Yes, thank you so much for having me and giving me the opportunity. You're such a blessing, Bree. God bless you, my sister. You as well. Have a good rest of your day. <laughs> good night.